the rain slammed to the earth with a might that hadn't made itself known in many weeks. A man and a woman sat on the floor, opposite of each other around a coffee table as the loud pattern of drops on the roof forced its way into their quiet conversation. She chuckled. Kinda just want to watch a little TV and turn in for the night, she remarked as she leaned back against the recliner, as the teepee hummed quietly along the threads of their back and forth. Come on, not even one game? He responded, falsely calm over the matter. We never get to play just the two of us. Martin and Amy haven't been over in a few weeks, and have been to kick some ass and sorry, he continued. She smirked before looking out the sliding glass door to the pitch-black forest behind their home. Tell you what, tomorrow, we'll start a game earlier than this, and you'll have plenty of time to lose to me, sorry, she announced as she stood up. The rain seemed to press harder as the man, too, stood up, collecting the pair's dishes from the table and taking them to the kitchen sink. They landed with a shuddering clink as he set them down. Hey Jake, I'm gonna run upstairs and grab my sweatpants, okay? She said as she stepped up to the landing. Copy that, Jake replied. As Jake backed away from the dishes, a knock at the door startled him. He glanced to his watch as he stood idle. 11.19. Who was knocking this late? He cautiously approached the door, peering through the frosted glass in the center of the pine, just clear enough to see a dark figure eagerly awaiting a response, illuminated by the blistering security of the dual porch lights. With a drop of hesitation and a hint of fear, his hand encompassed the knob, turning it to greet their late-night visitor. Hello? Jake asked as he cracked the door open. A pale man, adorned in black clothing, covered by his long, similarly colored overcoat, stood before him. The sunglasses were the most noticeable component of the ensemble. Terribly sorry to bother you, but my car's a flat tire. Can I call a towing service? The visitor asked, clasping his hands together. Jake shot a glance to the hands. His fingers were spindly, bony, reminiscent of malnourishment. Equally worn down were his features, noticeably more difficult to discern, a direct result of the black hat and matching sunglasses, almost as if to mask his face. Uh, potentially. Um, what's with the sunglasses? Jake questioned the visitor. Though difficult to see, his features were clearly gaunt, almost exaggerated. They helped me to drive at night. I've had a simply dreadful eye condition since childhood, and the headlights make it nearly impossible for me to see. Jake narrowed his eyes at the visitor, just about to accept the story. In fact, most harsh, unnatural light hurts them. The visitor continued. I suppose. But hurry, please, we gotta get to bed. We? The visitor asked, becoming visibly antsy. He swayed back and forth ever so minutely, leaning backward at one point. My wife and I, Jake replied in a firm tone. Hmm, the visitor said. Well, no worry, I'll be quick. Sure. Jake said as he opened the door wider, stepping back to allow the visitor in. The visitor was hesitant for a moment. Hmm, he muttered. Something wrong? Jake asked. Nothing, just... Well, see, I'm a little... 
old-fashioned. My mother rigorously informed me never to set foot in a stranger's home without explicitly being invited in. Jake was suspicious for a moment. It's... Well, it's silly, but I suppose it's one of the ways I keep the memory of her alive. Oh, um, well, uh, please, come in, Jake responded, feeling a bit shameful. Thank you, the visitor said breathily. He stepped inside as Jake shut the door behind him. The man looked around. Stay here, I have to grab my phone. Jake announced as Dawn stepped out of their bedroom, just about to head downstairs. That won't be necessary, the visitor whispered. What? The visitor spun around and grabbed Jake by the neck as he walked past him, slamming him into the wall of the front entry. Jake grabbed the visitor's wrists, attempting to free himself from the stranglehold. The visitor let go briefly, before grabbing Jake by the forehead and slamming his head back into the wall. <sighs> Jake choked as the drywall cracked. I really am sorry. The visitor whispered as thunder clapped outside, accented by the pounding rain. I'll try to be swift. Such violence thins the blood. In a stupor, with vision blurred, Jake pushed away with the full force of his body, freeing himself from the visitor's tight grasp. Blood dripped from his neck where the visitor had sunk his sharp fingernails into Jake's skin. Jake unleashed a wild swing on the man, smashing his sunglasses against his face, cracking the lenses as the obsidian shade split in half dropping to the floor as the fog over Jake's vision lifted. The visitor lurched back, covering his eyes from the hall light above Jake's head. The man's eyes were milky white, except for a pulsing crimson around his iris. Dawn walked down the stairs to see the commotion. Oh my god! She screamed, catching the visitor off guard. He stumbled before rushing to Jake, pushing towards the wall. The mirror behind him cracked as the two slammed into it. The visitor's fedora tumbled off his head as he sank two sharp fangs into Jake's neck. He thrashed and pushed on the man, but slowly grew weaker as the stranger drained the blood from his veins. A near silent gasp slipped from Jake's lips as the color in his face drained out. Seconds passed as Don rushed to help him, slapping and punching at the visitor. He pulled away from Jake's neck ripping the flesh like a sunken fish hook plucked from the finger. Jake dropped to the ground, blood staining his shirt as the visitor lunged at Dawn, snapping her neck almost instantly as he grabbed her. The visitor pulled the crimson liquid from her neck, ruminating in the sudden silence, save for the raindrops battering the roof. Without a word, the visitor dropped Dawn to the floor. As the slain couple lie in their own blood, TV still quietly playing in the background. The visitor collected himself, picking up his fedora, placing it squarely on his head, smoothing out his coat, and gathering up the remains of his sunglasses. He shot a glance to his side, looking at Jake, who was nearly gone. Shame, he murmured as he stuck his thumb in his mouth, cleaning a wound at its tip, before stepping over the dying man and out into the cold, empty night.